welcome to another edition of uh, Talk A Good Game. I'm here with uh, Fergal Lynch. We're here again to talk about various aspects of uh, MeGA and events that occurred over the weekend. And there was, there was plenty of lots happened over the weekend, Fergal, wasn't there? You know? Yeah, not, we're, uh, we're not just a GA podcast. No, oh, Jimmy, you know, GA, yeah. Did I say GA? Yeah, yeah, he said GA you're here to talk about me, GA. But well, we start with, I know we were starting with me, GA, but we're, no, we're certainly not a. Yeah, we generally, a, we generally focus. Well, I was at a rugby match myself at the weekend now yeah. against Blackrock College. Yeah. So, you know, that was quite an event. Yeah, we're, uh, as was highlighted by our sports awards. Um, just after Christmas there. Was it just after Christmas? Yeah, just after Christmas. Um, 20th of January, I think. Yeah, it was it, we're very much. Uh, a rocking and rolling sports county here, uh, as we said, hugely successful in horse racing and uh, as well as GA ladies GA more particularly in the last couple of years. But uh, yeah, we've plenty, we've plenty to uh, enthuse about on the sport Sorry, front. Um, but generally, yeah, the the big focus is GA, and uh, last game. weekend, last weekend was one of those mad busy ones and uh, I must say huge thanks to Sean Wall who gave us a handout and covering stuff this weekend um, Jimmy you, you had a week off so you were coming back into you were back into the fire there it was fairly fairly hectic weekend hectic yeah I was, I was over in Scotland actually I went over to see uh, well to see a relative of mine but also to see I went when I, I took the opportunity to go up to Parkhead because Celtic were playing St Mirren in a cup match, so I went up there to visit that to, to see them play there. And How's the atmosphere like? It's it's always great when you yeah, look at brilliant. it on telly. I've never been, brilliant. but it's, it's absolutely yeah. You know, it was only it was only only a cup match, shall we say? Had the, the lights flashing after? I think it was five nil, was it? Five nil, yeah, yeah. Plenty of that and plenty of uh, bouncing and music after the each goal and so on. So what was the what was the atmosphere like around the stadium and and you know what's Parkhead well, like and and. So you, you, go, you feel very much at home there because you go down to the stadium the first thing you see is these giant um, tricolours that are flying you know people the, the guys selling flags around the stadium and so on and uh, you know you, you have to sort of uh, pinch yourself I mean is this are you, are you, in, are you in Dublin or are, you, are you going up to Crow Park or are you going to are you in Scotland in this place in this city where well, obviously we know this strong connection between both clubs but um, probably yeah, it's, prob- it's probably more probably more tricolours in Glasgow uh, you know whereas there was plenty of Union Jacks on my journey on Saturday right, yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. on, on, on the trip up to uh, up to Dungiven or up to Owen Beg. yeah but it's amazing to see young uh, Scottish people who might not never been in Ireland going around wearing tricolours around their shoulders and so on So, but it's all part of the connection of course Ireland and, and yeah uh, great Celtic. connection there with yeah. Ireland and Celtic yeah. But yeah, as you say you're up in Derry first, yeah in uh, Derry it wasn't a very good result was the did the result reflect uh, the poor performance or was oh, it look, mirror poor performance was I, I, I think we have to be careful not to go down the overly critical line just yet and, and just feed uh, feed the keyboard the, the faceless keyboard warriors out there there are plenty of people out there with good valid um, opinions and any of the opinions that I've seen so far from supporters who are at the game or people who watched it on the telly seem to be fairly reasoned uh, in that we are where we are 
this is a, a new management team trying to implement a new style with a lot of young new young players in there like our full back line was completely new um, with, with the news now that Conor McGill has gone off to meet senior football panel and, and won't be involved this year unless something happens dramatically um, he, he isn't part of the panel anymore but uh, so you, you know you had a brand new full back line in Adam O'Neill Michael Flood and uh, Harry O'Higgins actually came in as well and did well but you know up against a seasoned dairy team that okay we're down in Division 4 a few years ago but under Rory Gallagher the 4-5 years of, of hard work put in at developing their style of football and they've got very good at it they're Ulster champions for a reason it's the most competitive provincial championship to try and win and uh, they have proven that all Ireland finalists all Ireland finalists yeah and, and not far off probably were a bit unlucky not to reach an All-Ireland mm. final last year uh, against Galway in the semi-final but um, look at Derry were a very good side it was always going to be difficult for Mead and it was made even more difficult by conceding a goal after 45-46 seconds and just something that wasn't hasn't really been mentioned I thought the, the attack Mead were on the attack Mead had the first attack of the game and I thought they were very harshly penalised by the referee under first attack and from that free out, Derry went down and got the opening goal of the game and straight away Meader put on the back foot. Now, not for one minute or one second am I suggesting that, you know, Mead had a chance or, or should have been in the run and, and that goal knocked the stuffing out of him. Derry were by far the better team and highlighted the gap between the two uh, counties. But Derry are where, we're, are where we want to get to in terms of consistency and impact and intensity and physicality. But we're playing a different style of football. Uh, it's going to be more progressive. It's going to be more direct. And if we come across a team that plays like Derry, yeah. are we going to be can our football is going to be uh, cancelled out because our football is about getting the ball into the forwards quickly? Well, it's not always like that. Colin Morocco said that it's not always going to be like that, and we do have to adapt different styles. So that's going to take a bit of time to get used to. And we we mentioned it a few times in earlier podcasts that there's going to be bumps along the road, and Mead are going to take hidings playing this style of football, but they have to persist with it. They have to keep trying to have to use that long diagonal pass trust our forwards to come out and win the ball and uh, allow them because they have the obvious ability but obviously when we were without Shane Walsh and Matt Costello who are, are nearly two of our best inside ball winners and two very accurate players as well we were without them they were huge losses and we can't afford at this early stage of that development plan to be without your best players against Derry are probably the third best team in the country. So what? What? Yeah. So um, where do you think defensively we've problems now? Clearly, you know, we conceded what two fifty. Yeah, two fifteen wasn't it? Two. You know, yeah, and, so. and in saying that, um, I said it to Column. You'll you'll hear it in the interview, and we play now in a few minutes. I said it to Column. You know, we conceded twelve scores against Cork from freeze. Conceded seven or eight scores against Clare from freeze, but we conceded no scores. Uh, from freeze against Derry now and Colin pointed out yeah well maybe you know we needed to be a little bit more cynical and we needed to stop the ball going in and maybe that's why we conceded 215 it was 214 from play and, and a mark uh, oh, sorry I think there was a 45 as well so probably 213 from play uh, with a mark and a 45 coming from Derry but yeah so maybe you know there's a has to we have to strike a happy balance in terms of 
not conceding frees and you know maybe standing off of teams a little bit and not giving them easy scores and frees but also stepping up and getting in their face and, and making life uncomfortable for forwards we did allow them too much room they cut through us cut through us especially in that first half way too easily uh, and you know, a goal after 45 seconds and then a goal 45 seconds over the announced injury time uh, were killer blows to Meade's chances. We got 1-7. Uh, now, he was talking about that in the last game um, how, well, 4-8, wasn't it? Yeah, so how 8 I mean, points were, eight wasn't points, yeah. Well, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, it, 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 was, it actually went down instead of, you know, yeah, uh, now that, that tally, where, you know, we needed to uh, increase did, that tally. It did miss a good bit in the second half. There was a lot of poor shooting. It, it was a difficult night. It was wet, a squally, dirty night. And the wind, me did have the wind, whatever wind was there uh, in the second half. They had good use. It did, did kick a few poor wides, all right. But then you were so far behind you're trying to create goal chances. So opportunities for popping the ball over the bar um, were, were turned down in favour of trying to go and, and work a goal chance. So while we, they only scored 1-7, you know, 1-12 wouldn't have been, uh, would have been a fair return because there was a couple of sco- uh, goal chances, as I said, were, were squandered and we kicked a couple of poor wides as well. 1-12, 1-14 wouldn't have been a bad return on, on the night that it was, but unfortunately it was 1-7. It is a concern though, that the yeah. scoring rate isn't Yeah, it? but as I said, without you know, Shane Walsh, who scored 1-7 against Cork mm, in the first mm, game, so he's mm. been out and Matt Costello has been in fine form uh, as well, you know, another huge blow. And But we but do need other players to step yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. where the depth in, squad, in the squad comes into play. And uh, th- th- that would suggest we don't have the depth there. Yeah, well, mm. I don't know. I think, again, as I said, you know, in players like Don Leanahan who scored 2-2 against, uh, against Clare, Dermot Moriarty is a young player who scored four or five points in one of the Auburn Cup games. He needs to come into the thing. Aaron Lynch came in, uh, scored a free and looked lively moving across the lines and looked to be showing the ball. But it's just against such a strong Derry defence. It's a massive game next week now against Loud, and we see again it will be a similar type of defensive setup, probably the exact same type of defensive setup that Loud will bring. Obviously, mm. not as polished and not as uh, physically imposing as the Derry uh, rear guard is. That Mead will will have to break it down, and uh, they failed that exam on Saturday night but they're getting a chance to, to reset it next Sunday in Park Well one one meet spoiler said to me yesterday uh, as long as we beat loud <laughs> he's not, he's not, he was up in Derry and he wasn't he was pretty depressed actually yeah well look at, as long as we saw, beat as long as we beat loud is right and it, it probably has it's it's Double, doubly important in that it's your neighbours and it's the local derby and you have mm. to be beaten loud and holy Jesus please don't let us lose the loud type of thing well, but it also it's has the thing of it's two more points on the board moves you away probably mm. definitely out of the, the relegation issue and gets you into that place where it looks as if we're going to have to finish in the top four top five to <laughs> make sure we're in the hunt for Sam Maguire next year yeah that would be vital wouldn't it you know yeah. we have to finish in the, but although you know maybe the top six might do as well it depends it, on the it West might Mead do issue, it, you know, it might do but uh, with, as we said already Westmead are guaranteed their place in the Sam Maguire um, and one of Sligo Leitrim and, or is it one Sligo Leitrim in New York are guaranteed a place in the Connacht finals so they'll be guaranteed a place so uh and you know it, it's going to be it looks as if you'll have to finish yeah. top five maybe to, to get yeah. into it all right we, we uh, you know uh, loud <laughs> they certainly pushed a clear 
close or uh, the push the um, dairy close. Yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah they sorry, did or, or two weeks ago. Yeah. So, so that that suggests that we could could you know we can't take anything for granted. Certainly not. Yeah. No. Certainly not. But but I think loud. Um, Derry had another couple of weeks training under their belt. You know, they got the Glen boys, Connor Glass and Ethan Doherty were back at another couple of weeks at that level of training back in under their belt. Derry were definitely a better side against Mead than they were against Loud. And I think they're only going to get better. I tell you, they're a side to watch in the All-Ireland this year. Really, really are. They're a really good side. Rory Gallagher really has them purring. They, they look a, a really good outfit. They, 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 this uh, Ulster type of football, yeah. they, don't they? You know, well, they, they they grind they, teams down and they defensively. Do. Um, everybody back. Of course, everybody. Every team is doing that. They play an Ulster type of football, but it's not the Donegal type of football that we saw years ago that was so laboured and cumbersome and had nothing else other than... Uh, let's try and get it up to the, up to Michael Murphy type of thing and let him yeah. do what he oh, yeah. they, they, they had some lovely footballers they used the ball at pace McGrogan at centre back was brilliant Connor Glass and Brendan Rogers in midfield excellent just physically imposing on the game uh, Benny Heron rolled back the years he was excellent at corner forward and, and Shane McGuigan a full forward was excellent for them as well so they have plenty of attacking threats uh, number 11 oh, his mind is gone, his name has gone from my head Paul Cassidy uh, I think is was number 11 he was excellent as well and one of these good young players that's coming through as I said Ethan Doherty with, with the Glen player got the early goal exceptional so while they do play a typical Ulster defensive team they have plenty of attacking threats as well and 215 mm. not a bad return on the shitey <laughs> night that it was and and they could easily have had another 214 from play 245 and a mark so 213 from play and they could easily have had they could easily have had another 210 easily right Okay. Easily. So, um, so you're, you're optimistic on Sunday's game. Absolutely, you'll always be optimistic. I'm always, I'm, yeah. a, I'm an eternal optimist when it comes to mead football. Um, there would be but concerns coming out of the game against Derry that there was that struggles to break down that blanket defence and loud, as you said, are going to bring the same and thing. What about bright sparks we got? We saw what? What about the optimism? You know, well, there wasn't too. Of this optimism. There, there wasn't too many coming out of own bag now and right. to to be honest with you but the the bright the positive things to look at are that we have to persist with this attacking approach and it will work it will eventually work and Colin O'Rourke if anybody saw him and Tommy Tiernan the other night he was very adamant you know we will get there he says it's not mm. it's not a, a overnight job we've been well, way he, behind for years <laughs> but we will get there there are plenty of positives Shane Walsh and Matt Costello should be back for the game against yeah. Loud to be huge additions Conor McGill his loss sorry a huge, yeah, yeah. A huge loss yeah um, like he's meat footballer of the year last year and yeah. uh, captained Rateau to win a Keegan Cup he's been our, our stalwart full so back for years issues. he had injury issues he had a long year last year and he, he asked you know to just maybe delay coming back into the panel so he, to take a break which was fair enough and he was given that but uh, seemingly he went back in and um, just was then told no you're, you're surplus to requirements that's again rumour you know because nothing has been said officially but that right. seems to be the case at the minute a huge loss but look 
Michael Flood hasn't done anything wrong. He's been excellent. And I know he's 28, 29 years of age and coming from a junior B club to step up to this level. Now, he's a Sigerson Cup winner with UCC from a few years ago as well. So he's no... You know, he's no Daw, as they say around Walterstown or, or Kildalki or wherever it is you're from. He's no Daw. He certainly knows how to play that position. And Adam O'Neill. <laughs> Adam O'Neill is an excellent footballer. Harry, Hig- Harry O'Higgins is another good young player coming through. Uh, Ronan Ryan isn't too far off coming back in, uh, coming back from injury. Ross Ryan was on the panel. Uh, for Saturday night's game he's been brilliant for Summerhill in the last couple of years you have Park Harnan to come back in um, as well there and you, you have others on the, on the bench Shane McEntee didn't get a run he can play that wing back position as well so there are plenty of defensive options there for me so while Conor McGill's uh, absence will be it is a blow undeni- undeniably you know as you said been an outstanding full back but we have to move on now. Same with Brian Menton being gone. We have to move on. We don't want to be looking for a win when Dublin come to town, do we? No, but no, but that, a bit like going to Derry last Saturday night. It, Dublin coming to town is a free hit. There's no expectations there. Our games, the, from the very beginning of the year, the three games Mead had to focus on were Clare, Loud and Limerick. I think everybody had highlighted those three games. That's windows and that guarantees safety. We got a bonus two points in the first game against Cork. Like, you see how close Cork came to beating Dublin yesterday. Only for a brilliant fingertip save by David O'Hanlon to deny... uh, I think... I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Stephen Sherlock. It was uh, corner forward number 13 for Cork. He um, made a brilliant save. Mm. to deny them in the last minute and, and Dublin held on for a two point win you know we were by far the better team against Cork I thought I thought Cork really ran Dublin close yesterday so there's nothing to fear from Dublin coming to Partolchen on, on St. Patrick's weekend but let's focus on Loud first and get Absolutely. that win one game at a time <laughs> Look, okay. uh, and, and that was something that Colm O'Rourke said after the game and we'll have a listen to his interview now and, and very much the key takeaway take from that from Colm O'Rourke's interview is that learnings and meet have to learn from the mistakes that they made last Saturday night and uh, he's adamant that they'll be, they will improve for the game against Loud. So we'll have a listen to what Colm O'Rourke had to say after the Derry game here. Colm Colm, disappointing outcome there. A disappointing outcome and disappointing performance. If you had a good performance and were beaten, I suppose we'd go down the road a little bit easier. But it's been a harsh lesson for us in what top flight football is about. And uh, we have to take a lot of lessons from it. You did always know that this was going to be very difficult. Yeah, yeah, we always said from the start, even though it was great to get two games and two wins, but we knew that there was going to be bumps in the road and that there was going to be learnings from it. But I'm confident that even though like we, we got a major setback tonight, that the lads will learn from it. They're very committed and very uh, willing to learn. So I think that they will bounce back. I'll be very disappointed if we don't have a positive performance against Loud. Well, one thing you didn't want was the concession of a first-minute goal. No, and uh, like in reality, the game was over at half time. And even though I thought we put in a much more spirited second half, I suppose in reality the game was over, and uh, Derry could uh, maybe just contain us and play at their leisure, which they did for the whole second half. So that's what uh, football with a top four team is about. And it showed tonight we're still a long way off that, but we have to learn. That's where we want to go. So 
we better get on with it again and start again on Tuesday night. Three points was a very disappointing return for the first 35 minutes. It was, and we didn't look like getting too much more either. We seemed to lacking a bit of energy, and uh, I don't know what was wrong. I think the, the, the boys seemed to be phased a little bit by it. But again, that's part of the learning process. I, I know all about bad performances in my early days with me so uh, I won't be too hard on the lads I think that they'll recover What about tactics Colin because Derry uh, got their men back into defence from attacking positions very very quickly They did and it showed that we weren't able to break that down even though we put a lot of work into it even during the week and we knew what exactly to expect but uh, we, we didn't seem to be able to get men in front of the ball we didn't seem to be able to co- get runners coming at pace like Derry did but again you know, you're not going to build a team in a couple of months this is this is a, a, a long process but uh, we'll be better for the next couple of games I think we learn a lot from tonight How impressed were you and how much did you learn from Derry what, what, it, what it's going to take to get back to the top Well Derry were in the All-Ireland semi-final could easily have been in the final Ulster Championship the most difficult province to win so like uh, I suppose maybe tonight just uh, was probably a, a more accurate reflection of exactly where we are at the moment and we're still a, we've still a long long way to go but uh, when you have players who are committed and uh, and as uh, interested in improving themselves as we have at the moment we can make progress it may not come all of a sudden we may have to be patient with them but it will come you still short a few uh, injured players yeah we short a few but uh, again it was an opportunity for fellas who are on the panel to come in tonight so we won't put that forward as an excuse but it would be nice if we could have all the other players available for next week Colin you spoke about lessons to be learned is there anything in particular that you could point your finger at or uh, a wide range amount of them maybe oh, there were so many like it was uh, uh, from start to finish I suppose we, we were poor in a lot of areas we, our ability to break down their mass defence was, was not good our tackling of the forward line and our tracking of players wasn't good again a lot of it due to inexperienced players not playing at this level so <clears throat> there's a lot to be learned fr- from that and as I said the lads themselves are their harshest critics so we'll have a good look at it on Tuesday night there's no point no, no need to, to, to get uh, overly critical of them 12 points from Freeze against Cork 7 the last day against Clare no points from Freeze today so if you're looking for positives uh, yeah. defensively uh, you know a bit more disciplined a bit more disciplined but uh, the downside is that is we give away a lot of scores so maybe some of the fouls in previous games had avoided major uh, scores particularly goals so they, by half time the game was over and uh, that goal before half time really killed the game off so I suppose the other side of it is you know, maybe Derry just played around with us for the second half. Just showed we have a long, long way to go. How crucial now is the next game against Loud? Because you probably do need another two points just to keep that pressure off. Um, and Mickey Hart coming to town, we'd expect another big crowd in Avon. Yeah, there'll be a big crowd, and I'm sure there'll be great atmosphere. We'll be ready for it. We, we, we'll take what we can from tonight. There was, you know, a lot of lads who really tried hard. A lot of lads, things didn't go right for them, even though they tried very hard. So, so what, it wasn't all bad. The second half, we, we uh, put up better resistance, and maybe it could be said that Derry had eased off. But, you know, we'll take some positives. 
Is Louis Louis the good match for you, Colin, next week, given the fact that they'll probably play something similar? Not identical, but pretty similar. So you will have the same exam almost for you, the chance to reset it. Yeah, they are. They're very similar to Derry in the way that they they defend. Maybe Derry who are at it longer and more organised, but it'll be a similar thing and hopefully we won't fall into the same traps. Matt and Shane likely to return column for next Sunday? Well, we, we, we look at them on Tuesday night. They haven't taken part in a full training session with the team since their injury, so we weren't going to risk them on that basis for today, but we would hope that they might take part fully in training on Tuesday night. Anyway, we, they had a session today, they'll have another session tomorrow, and uh, we, we'll see how they are. But if they're not right, we won't be taking any chances. Yeah, Jimmy, so yeah, you know, Colin, it was not all doom and gloom from Colin yeah. O'Rourke. He's, mm. uh, he's quite realistic in... in what went wrong for me yeah. in that but they have to learn from it and we'll just go to another interview now as well with me goalkeeper uh, Harry Hogan came out and uh, and spoke to myself just after the game um, I managed to get a few words to him and as a goalkeeper he was disappointed with the concession of the first goal it took a bit of a deflection but again a bit like Colm he, he kind of made a promise as if to say the wrongs of tonight will be righted next uh, next Sunday. So we'll just have a listen to Harry Hogan's interview with myself just here now. Harry, that was a um, tough night at the office, I suppose. But, you know, when you're not learning, you're going backwards. So there's plenty to learn and take from that. Ah, yeah, it's the first bump in the road, I suppose. Um, it was tough to come up here. And uh, we're also we're disappointed in the performance. But I think there's a lot to be learned tonight. That, like, I know it's a loss, whatever, but I think we'll come back next week stronger than ever. The early goal, is, I'm sure from a goalkeeper point of view, is a goal that maybe you felt you might have been able to keep out. But the concession of an early goal is... is it's a real setback, isn't it? Yeah, it got, it got deflected before it came to me, so yeah. it's, it's a tough one, but look, it's an early one. As much, it's kind of an influence for us to go up and get our own goal, you know, like an early goal or whatever, kind of puts some, might drop a few lads' heads, but really it's incentive to go and push on. Get, you need to get the scores back. What What do you see from Derry uh, being the difference between Derry, where Derry are now and where Meads are hoping to go to? I think, yeah. Uh, they're a few years now pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, they're dogged, absolutely dogged around the ball. So that's, that's where we hope to get to, and I've no doubt we will. Is there much difference, do you think, in terms of physicality and the pace maybe that they play at, as well as being tactically well set up and hard to break down? I think we're nearly there, thereabouts. I said Eugene has us fitter than ever, so I think, I think we tiptoe along very well with them. I think we just today just it wasn't our day the great crowd in Navan for the last game and Loud coming to town is a, it's another huge occasion a derby of course Loud play quite similar to Derry so it's nearly an opportunity to reset that exam as some of the boys said earlier on yeah exactly uh, we'll be already looking forward to that now next Sunday um, it'll be a brilliant crowd in Navan and no doubt we'll put, put today's wrongs right next weekend with two wins from three you know another win next week could put you right back in the hunt you know because Dublin are probably going to test this Derry team as well next week so you really need to get a win again next week ah yeah exactly no, I think I think we're as good as any of the team in this division tonight which is a bad night for us I think next week we'll be able to get the brunt of what we should have done tonight well done thanks for thanks yeah. Harry yes yeah. that was Harry Hogan there outlining his hopes for the weekend yeah well you know again he sounded fairly positive in that you know they will right the wrongs from that but Look, onwards and upwards, and hopefully there's a huge crowd in Park Hulchin next um, next weekend, next Sunday for that no, loud no game. Will, yes. Jimmy, there's a, a, a 
couple of weeks break coming up for the Mead hurlers, and they're going into that break in good form. Yeah. Mead, Mead played this weekend in the hurling, and it was meant to be an off week, but we believe uh, Donegal requested that the game be their game be moved forward to this weekend because they had a wedding in their camp, and uh, fair yes. play to Mead. Yeah, and, and well, to I think Mead were happy because they had this momentum. They had already uh, won two games. They'd beaten Wicklow. They'd beaten Sligo. So uh, I think they were, their next match is against Tyrone on the 5th of March now they, would, they wouldn't mind it was next week either because a team is winning it gives tremendous confidence as you know Fargal and uh, they'd be happy to have certainly momentum and we talked about styles there earlier on like, you know, Harry uh, no, no. no did, did you get tickets for him? no 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 <laughs> okay no. well we talked about we won't st- go there mean football and, and this, the, the way they like to to put the forward the ball early to the forwards. Mead hurlers are at that as well. Maybe they've they've watched they've they've decided to adopt this county wide approach. But, but it's um, certainly suited Eamon O'Donica. Yes, it suits him. Well, yeah, I mean it suits him. I mean, look, Sorcerer Bolton, the new coach. He's a, he's a great guy. He started this new um, approach of um, working the ball out of the backs. I think that was a pretty. Um, Pretty. That was. It seems to be the way to go forward. A lot of teams do that, as you know. But um, it didn't. I don't think it suited me. I don't think it suited the Mead players because they don't play like that at club level. A lot, a lot of them no. don't. But um, which was something that Colin Rourke said about the footballers as well. You know, he's trying he, to adapt a yeah. new style that lads don't apply at club level. That this kick and ball doesn't happen at club level. So Shirt has obviously noticed this as well, and and is. Change a bit of change of tactic is it for well, the meat it's, it's, Well, it's very effective. Yes, it's more the direct ball in, and the the forwards. You know, bring everybody back. There's lots of space there. Then, so if you can get the launch the ball forward into the space where forwards like uh, in, you know, basically leave it up to the forwards and to beat their man and get to the ball. Imran Donica, as you say, certainly um, has benefited greatly from that. He scored yes. another. He was brilliant against Wicklow. Yeah. He scored another five points yesterday from play. Yeah. Yeah, won a few frees as well. He's great at getting out in front of. He's really blossomed. Yeah, um, this season. So we we, we should that. say, of course, that this is Mead's third win, and they defeated Donegal by one twenty three to sixteen points. Yes, one twenty three uh, to sixteen. Probably points. always handy to put the scoreline in there and let people know. Uh, yes, probably at the end of, at the end of our little discussion. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But, um, but uh, you know, so uh, Porico Porico Hanron got scored eleven points as well. You know, so uh, Mead got a goal, but it was very much at the end. But it was well taken by Jamie Levy who came on as a substitute uh, after Jack Regan Jack is on his way back after injuries as well but he, he made another appearance yesterday so they certainly have the momentum uh, Fergal and they're looking good at this stage so I know you're saying you know they would probably like to have to play Tyrone again next week and, and keep that momentum going but they're actually six or seven weeks on the road now aren't they yeah, you know yeah, a break would do them go. no harm oh, yes um, yeah, in one respect yeah and but one of the players said to me as well he wouldn't mind if it was next week you know either you know so um, yeah I know a few of the, they were allowed uh, they were allowed let their hair down those that had that have it they were allowed <laughs> let their hair down uh, last night after the game and, and told look obviously not go too mad but they were allowed out for a few pints last night and um so I think to fully deserve it three wins from three and promotion is very much on in Division 2B but it's that's as James Toher said in an interview after one of the other games 
that's minimum expectation for this meet team is promotion minimum expectation yes I think so um, they're, they're top of the table they're going well and they play Tyrone next now I I think it would be considered a shock if Tyrone beat now, it, yeah, at the same time it's surprising how uh, Donegal were how good they were yesterday I thought they were quite good yeah, the you last know, time they played me, they'd given them a good trimming. Yeah, yeah, some years ago now, but uh, they were very uh, organised, very professional, shall we use that word, you know, in terms of their preparation and, and everything like that, and they looked really well prepared. And, you know, so um, it's good to see it, though, isn't it? Yeah, to absolutely. Good to see the, the game developing in, in the uh, play, in the less traditional kind of, uh, hurling strongholds, we'll call it. Somebody said to me as well they, they're, that uh, Kilkenny like, should take a note from these counties because they're not doing any, much down there to develop football. Yeah. But um, So maybe there's something in that. But uh, certainly Donegal, small areas have hurling up there. You know, you won't get it around our draw and place like that, but um, that's football country yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Look, about, and, and we, we um, so the hurlers and, and footballers are both, well, the hurlers very definitely in the promotion picture. The, the footballers kind of just still hanging in there will need a couple of big results, but possibility of uh, retaining the ladies national football league division one title seems to be gone um mm. now following uh two six to nine point defeat for davy nelson's side against mayo in park Tolchin on saturday disappointing result in in a game that uh was pretty physical i believe pretty physical uh yes a pretty physical i know game. you weren't at it so no, i kind of put you on the spot uh, no but, no, but i think what, what will well mead had collapsed in the second half didn't it yeah well there you were know, seven that, that would be a real concern seven points to three up at half time after playing with the wind um i think it was i don't think they got a score until they yeah. only scored two points in the second half both from stacy grimes freeze yeah and I mean, the first one what didn't come until seven minutes to go um so you know so that, that would be a concern it is a concern agree? and there seems to have been a low scoring return from a lot of the games this year now obviously a lot has changed for mead ladies uh, since the the success of winning the all ireland last year a whole new management team at mark brennan obviously being the only one holding on so davy nelson has had to come in and then on top of a whole new management team They've had to contend to being without Emma Duggan, without Vicky Wall, without mm. Orla Lally, without Avian Leahy, uh, without Kelsey Nesbitt. Now, Emma did appear for a brief time. She appeared for the second half against Galway. Against but Galway and, and, and transformed the game. Yeah. And that's, that's what she's capable of doing. And, uh, and so, but suffered an injury setback, so she yeah. missed the game against Mayo. Uh, Vicky is back in Australia and playing, playing nine aside or seven aside down there at the minute and has commitments to North Melbourne that, that uh, she has to fulfil but she will be back hopefully later in the year but it's worrying yeah that Mead Mead haven't had the return and, and you know what else is kind of worrying me is that we, he, we haven't really delved into the depth of the squad okay it's been tested by the absence of those players but you look at Dublin and Kerry okay Dublin took a hiding against Kerry at the weekend but they've given fringe players their opportunity in this league and they've had seven changes here and Kerry have made four changes and Mayo made three changes and goal Mead haven't made that many changes they've stuck with with 13 or 14 of the same team pretty much the whole time and, and you'd like to see other players getting a run um, you know like there's no sign of Sarah Wall there for example uh, who 
uh, had a, a, a suffered Vicky's sister obviously who suffered a, was full back on the team that started the All-Ireland Intermediate Final against Westmead and suffered a cruciate and was a key player and came back and played some parts but she seems to be gone off the panel altogether and there's other players uh, that, that aren't getting much game time and um, Ashley McCabe I know as part of the panel hasn't had much game time there and there's others coming back from injury as we mentioned but yeah you just like to see just uh, maybe we're being overly critical because I know other players have come in and done well I know Olivia Gore came in and Orla Mallon came in at the weekend um, and other players have got their chance the likes of Olivia Callan and Alva Leahy uh, Neve Gilogli has been very good coming back yes, into the team uh, Aoife Minogue is in from the Mead Camogie team which will talk about now in a minute as well um, so you know players have come in so maybe I am being overly critical there in that new well, players but it has been a, a whole lot of changes and it's been tough for Davy. yeah well in fairness to Davy, at the start he did say that the league would be about experiment and I know you're, not, you're saying there hasn't been that many changes but it's a, that he's focused on the championship really yeah, big yeah. focus on the championship Dublin seem to be like that as well yeah they have yeah yeah but they, they got their wins under the belt to ensure safety and, and then yeah. they've they're kind of given an opportunity but yeah I suppose when you look at it when you see the likes of the, the players that are starting regular regularly now that's easy for you to say um, it's an you know, maybe didn't feature a whole lot last year and the likes of Vanya Sheridan who was injured last year Neve Gologli was injured and came in and out of the team um, Alva Leahy as we have already mentioned Aoife Minogue are getting their chances this year but it was it was that star turn from uh, Neva Sullivan really that kept Mead in the game and there was also one incident in the game I'm not sure if you saw it on social media where Neve won a, won a ball and was completely taken out of it by one of the Mayo players and the referee from down I think he was gave a Give a free to the Mayo player said that Neva Sullivan had had charged into the Mayo player and if something needs to be done by the LGFA to tackle this tackle to tackle this charging rule which is absolutely ridiculous it happened in the Galway game last week where a Galway player actually won a ball and when she turned ran into a Mead player who just happened to be there and the Galway player had a free given against her. It was a ridiculous that decision. Match, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. It shouldn't. They, they need to look at this. Like, what, what are players meant to do? Disappear into thin air, or yeah. a player on the ball uh, when they're running? So, if you're a defender, all you have to do is move across in front of the player and put your body in front of them. And if and if you they crash into you, you'll win the free. It's, it's, it, well, it's basically the same uh, in men's football as well, shall we say? You know. Well, you can put you know, your charging. The referee has to decide whether a player is charging, or I mean, what is a defender supposed well, to do? Well, in men's football, I think charging is turning and leading with your shoulder into somebody. These are full on. These are full, like full frontal kind of uh, collisions, and the referee is penalising the player with the ball, whereas as was the case against Mayo and as was the case against uh, or for the Galway girl was they turned around and were straight into the player there wasn't a, a mm. an intent right I'm going through this player I'm going to drop my shoulder and I'm going to uh, absolutely level them <laughs> with a shoulder into the chest to get them out of my way that's charging but for some of these things all a defender has to do in ladies football I've said this a minute ago is if you're if you're a player and you're coming running at full spo- full force full speed I'll just step into your line mm. I won't make any attempt to try and tackle you I won't put my hand in to try and get the ball I'll just step into your line you run into me 
that's a handy free out for us. Mm. So there's well, no attempt to tackle. There's no nothing. And that is wrong. That, that has to change. There has to be an attempt by the player that if they are going to step into the line, to, into the runner's line, that they have to make an attempt to win the ball. They can't just run in to stop the player. That's illegal, surely. It's hard for a referee, it's, though, isn't it? To, to oh, sort of it, it is hard for referees, and, and the, the rule is so unclear. Uh, it, it's left so open to interpretation that it's putting them under pressure. Well, it well, is tough, yeah. Another rule, let's, oh, we're on the subject of rules, briefly diverse here, is the, the hurling hand pass. It was yesterday, you know, uh, a couple of players were penalised. The referee really focused on this. No, but, but uh, it's impossible to... Yeah, it, I, it, I was talking to one inter-county referee and he, he said he doesn't know. He doesn't yeah, know. He admits he doesn't know. It's uh, so hard to call. It really is so hard to call. And I came up with... I was talking to a fella, an inter-county player, mean hurler about this. And uh, I said, like, it's so hard to tell when obviously we're on... On the medium of a podcast here, you can't see what we're doing, but throw the ball up, throw the ball up with one hand and strike it away. It, mm. it does look like a throw in motion the whole time. Maybe, maybe the thing is that is either just say right, if that's mm. going to happen, you can have an underhand throw. But no. you can't overhand throw it as as you, as you might yeah, see well, in, in cricket the, or something. The, the, you could have a little underhand well, throw. That's the rule at the moment. It has to the hands has to be seen to be moving upwards. Yeah, but it? the ball the hand has to strike the ball. Yeah. So, but if 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 you have an underhand throw and, and it can go five ten meters or something, but rule out an overhead an overhand <laughs> throw. Ridiculous. I know yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous, but it's going to be the only way that you can definitively say. That was illegal because so, some of the out, hand take the hand pass out of the game yeah. altogether. But sometimes the hurls get caught up, and you, then you, lads get blown up for over carrying, or, yeah, or else you're just conceding possession away, because yeah. oh my hurl is caught up back here in my right hand. How am I meant to get the ball away then? If your hurl is caught up, mm. or you've dropped your hurl or something, maybe dropping and kicking mm. the ball then is is another option. But yeah, it's mm. a confusing one. But anyway, uh, yeah, we we'd have to move on, yeah, because people are are already uh, getting bored listening to us. Yeah, we mentioned uh, that already. Uh, it was uh, well, yeah, but they, 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 great they had a great win in, in Leash in Montgomery. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Grace Coleman. Grace uh, Coleman came up. Point, I think. You yeah, know, yeah. So fair play and, and two seven to two six, I believe. So yeah. there's been wholesale changes as yeah. we've already mentioned. Ethan Minogue's in with the county footballers. Uh, so Ethan Minogue is a, is a soaring star in the in Camogie. She won a soaring star award last year. Has been probably Mead's best player for the last couple of years. Jane Dole a brilliant interview Jimmy you did with her last week um, has retired Amy Gaffney has gone into the Mead footballers um, obviously me, they've lost Megan Tyne has, has gone full time in with the Mead footballers as well there's, there's just no no possibility of dual players surviving anymore so and, and these guys have committed to the Mead footballers so fair play to Brendan Skeehan he, he's managed with revamped a new team and to go to Leash and, and win like there was yeah. years there that you, you were playing leash. You were putting it down as an automatic defeat. Yes, yeah. But that's a great performance. It's a sign of a new, uh, a new dawn, shall we say? Because he's going to have to bring in so many changes. But that can freshen things up. You never win anything with kids. Somebody once said, Alan Hansen said, but look what. Yeah, you know. yeah. But uh, certainly, Man United proved it wrong that time. So. Yeah. So hopefully, <laughs> look at me. They're playing uh, Kerry in Trim. I think it's on Saturday. Um. So in in Trim at two o'clock. Um. So hopefully. 
get a big crowd to trim for that Camogie game uh, it would be massive for Mead get two from two this should be found to bet Kerry last year alright but I think it was a tight enough game um, in the championship and it should be another tough test but Kerry coming up to trim uh, should be a good one for Mead yeah, Camogie so I wish so, them the best of luck yeah hopefully they get a good uh, body of support there as well you know people coming out to, to back them and uh, Jimmy briefly um, we mentioned top of the show that you were in Ballery's Gold Navin yes, <laughs> threw uh, it away yeah, against Blackrock yeah, in the AIL yeah, Division well, 2 Navin are in mid-table now so they're, they're safe from promotion and they're safe from safe from promotion sorry <laughs> that's safe, a good way of looking at it <laughs> and safe and, and safe from and uh, out of promotion out of the promotion <laughs> race but safe from relegation and so they were uh, beaten 31-21 yeah, by Blackrock but they led yeah they were led going into the closing stages but they had well, the 21, 21 17 up with 5 minutes yeah, to go yeah and um, then uh, Evan Dixon was sent off uh, Evan was he was unlucky it was a hard fight it's one of these things you mentioned about uh, yeah. Kamogi clashing into each Ladies other football, Evan yeah. went for a tackle you know he, he bumped heads with the, with the Blackrock player very unlucky he didn't want to take out the player yeah, of course yeah. he didn't but um, it was you, just, can, you can see what rugby are trying to do and that yeah. they're trying to cut out that type of thing but, but I have, but I have noticed that a few times that lads getting red cards in rugby matches for what looked to be Accidentally, Fif- accidentally yeah, clash. Or, or 50-50, you know. It's, it's now, both yeah. players up, you know, upright, leading in maybe with their heads. And it again, it tends to be the ball carrier that can be... Well, I suppose the onus has to be on the tackler to yeah, go win yeah. a certain angle. But uh, you see the French guy, he took out an Irish player there in the international. Yeah, game. yeah. I saw one player, one Tommy Conlon there, a Southern Independent. Well, no, don't go there. Writer, he, was, he was saying how... Um, I wouldn't say that, but anyway... Well, he was saying how uh, after you know, after his hatchet job and Sean Boylan yeah, a couple of years that, ago, yeah, 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 that, yeah, lost all respect. I, I sort of I was annoyed with that too. Yeah, I, yeah. that was a hatchet job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no need for that. But uh, um, anyway, sure. Look, uh, but he was saying that the um, he didn't want the French guy to be sent off because it would disrupt the the game. You know. Yeah. Oh but, well. Uh, this this tremendous contest. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and they didn't send him off, they, you know, but he yeah. should have been sent off. But anyway, look, rugby, though, they have a problem. They're going to have to cut out these, some find a way to cut out these um, clashes because people are getting worried, like, you know, about, um, and it's been an ongoing one for years. Jimmy, it's getting close to lunchtime here. Yeah. So, um, okay, so just, we'll uh, just mention uh, Trim Celtic beating... Um, Beating tr- or beating Park Villa two 0 in uh, the FAI Junior Cup, I believe. Right. Uh, so that's a local derby and two local teams oh, involved we, we, in, we, in we, high profit. So coverage from that. This so week. we have coverage from Justin Burke provided uh, yeah. photos and a report from that. So we've coverage from that this week. Um, Busy weekend next weekend, as we said, uh, the hurlers are, are on a well-deserved break, but the lady footballers are down in Kerry. They're playing in Brosna, I believe. Uh, so okay. that's a long trip for them and ridiculously the Camogie Kerry Camogie players have to come up to Mead and the footballers are going down to Kerry maybe a double header in Port Leash would have been the right idea for the two of them and put yeah, them on at the same yeah. time but any anyway, sense in the GA they're not two words that, no, two, well, that you get they're not comfortable bedfellows in the fixtures um, this, is a, this is a regular thing in fixtures yeah. alright that's so that. that's mm-hmm. it and the Mead footballers big game against Loud on Sunday we want to wish them mm-hmm. the best of luck ok so we're looking good folks so have a great week uh, and wherever you're going to whatever sport you follow and uh, this is the this edition of Talking Good Game and we'll talk to you next week hopefully thank you adios Thank you.